Hi everyone, before we get started in this week's episode with Turnover, I just want to send out a massive thank you to Janine Morcos and the crew over at Cooking Vinyl Australia. Janine in particular has been absolutely instrumental in uh, getting some really awesome guests for the podcast, and she continues to be one of the hardest working ladies in show business, and of course the entire team at Cooking Vinyl are doing awesome, awesome stuff at the moment. They have so many cool new releases in the pipeline, I strongly recommend heading along to cookingvinylaustralia.com and checking out what they have to offer. Thanks again, Janine. Thanks again, Cooking Vinyl. Uh, Looking forward to working with you guys more again in the future. All right, let's party on. What the fuck is up? The kids are screaming. It is David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, If this is your first time, hello. Thanks so much for dropping by. Uh, My name is David James Young. I'm a freelance music journalist from Australia. And uh, what we do over here is we get bands that I have seen live or that I'm a big fan of one way or another. Uh, People that I know, some old friends, new friends, everything in between. And uh, I speak to them about their story. I want to know how they got into music, uh, their own experiences, etc, etc. As you can see by the episode number, we've been doing this for uh, quite some time now. We're coming up to about 18 months and uh, it has been so, so much fun. So if this is your first time, welcome. If this is your 59th time... Thank you. Like, that's mind-blowing that you've uh, listened to every single episode. And uh, everyone in between, you are all so, so welcome and so, so appreciated. I want to give a massive shout-out to three friends of the show uh, who have all put out new releases today. First up is Rachel Maria Cox. You know Rachel Maria Cox from their work uh, doing Sad Girls Club, who proudly sponsor All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. A little bit more on that in a second. But uh, yes, they've just put out their second EP. It is called I Just Have A Lot Of Feelings, and you can pick that up over on Bandcamp. So head over to rachelmariacox.bandcamp.com and pick yourself up a copy. It's really, really cool. And uh, it features another friend of the show and previous guest, Mr. Jack Lundy, on guitar. So uh, yeah, strongly recommend it. Check it out. Also today, Gang of Youths release a new EP. It is called Let Me Be Clear. Of course, we've had Mr. Dave LePepe on the podcast before. He is an absolute angel, and uh, I would absolutely love to have a couple of the other guys from Gang of Youths in as well, because they've all got really, really interesting stories, and they're not really like a conventional Australian band, you know what I mean? They're all made up, uh, the band is entirely made up of immigrant kids, and I'm, I'm keen to kind of, yeah, source their story so uh we'll see if we can make that happen at a later date but uh for now head over to gangofyouths.com and check out let me be clear 
Lastly, Totally Unicorn. Yes, that is right. My most seen band of all time. <laughs> and uh, some very, very dear friends of mine. People that I've known for quite a few years. And uh, obviously, a band that I love dearly. They have finally put out their debut album. It is out right now. It is called Dream Life. And you can pick that up at Farmer and the Owl. You can pick that up on Bandcamp and you can stream it over on Spotify. However you choose to pick it up, it is a half hour of complete chaos. And uh, it is a really, really tight and aggressive and punchy and really interesting album. So Totally Unicorn Dream Life. Gang of Views, let me be clear. And Rachel Maria Cox, I just have a lot of feelings. The guests this week are Turnover. We spoke to the Getz brothers, Austin and Casey, who started out the band about six or seven years ago, and uh, back in May, they made their maiden voyage down to Australia as a part of a tour in support of Basement. It was a really, really awesome show, and I was really stoked to have a chat with both of the Getz brothers before their show. They were absolutely wonderful that night. Uh, Really, really stoked that I finally got to see some of those songs live from their album from last year, Peripheral Vision, which is definitely one of my favorite albums of 2015 and will probably stand up as one of my favorite albums of this decade. Just you wait and see. I can tell you that much. Of course, they were on tour with Basement, and Basement will be on the podcast next week for our 60th episode, so I'm very, very excited to share that with you, but uh, right now we're going to have a chat with the guys from Turnover, and I really, really hope you enjoy it. Before we cross over to that, we need to give a quick shout out to the sponsors of the podcast that make all of this happen. Support for all my friends are in bar bands comes from Spit the Dummy Records, which is a Sydney-based DIY bedroom label. Please check out all the cool releases they have. Uh, not just my album, but they also have stuff from Treehouses and Raccoon City Police Department and a stack of other cool bands. So head along to spitthedummyrecords.bigcartel.com to check all of that out. Support also comes from Sad Girls Club. As I mentioned, it is a collective of non-male musicians getting non-male voices heard in the music industry. You can pick up the new EP from Rachel Maria Cox, as I mentioned. You can pick up a ticket to Transgender Weekender, which is happening at the Newtown Neighbourhood Centre on the 20th of August. And you can pick up tickets for Sad Girls Fest, which is happening on the 1st of October at the Reverence Hotel and the 8th of October at the Factory Floor. All of that and more can be found at Sad Girls Club. That's S-A-D-G-R-R-R-L-S-C-L-U-B dot com. And lastly, support for all my friends who are in bar bands comes from you. Yes, people, that is right, you. For as little as $1 a month, you can help keep this podcast up and running. And you can be like one of the multiple legends that I count as loyal patrons. And you can find out about future guests. And you can find out about all the kinds of cool shit that Barbands has going on. I try and put out an update every few weeks. And uh, I'm always keen to share that with you. And uh, keen to always get your feedback as well. So uh, if you would like to throw a little bit of money into the tip jar every single month, then you can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash barbands. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash b-a-r-b-a-n-d-s. 
Alright, I have been dying to get you guys dizzy, and we are going to do that right now. Let's have a chat with Turnover. I'm David Jim Chung, and all my friends are in bar bands. Today, I would like to introduce you to my friends, Turnover. Hello. What's up? Introduce yourselves, guys. I'm Austin, and I sing, play guitar. Uh, I'm Casey, and I play drums. We're brothers. Oh, wonderful. We're brothers. <laughs> Not from other mothers. Same blood. <laughs> same blood. <laughs> same blood, dude, uh, it is Friday night. We are here at the Factory Theatre in Marrickville. Uh, turnover here in support of Basement on a uh, very, very successful national tour. A lot of sold-out shows, including tonight, packing a lot of people in here. Is this your first time here in Australia? It is. Yeah. yeah. How, how have you guys found it so far? Really like it. In a sense. It's a beautiful, it. beautiful uh, physically, and the people are beautiful too. Yeah. Inside and out. Oh. I like everyone here. Oh, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. Yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, the touring and uh, support of this record. Um, obviously, it's kind of taken you to new places that you've never gotten to play before. And what have been some of the highlights in touring and support of the Peripheral Vision record for you guys? I would say it's been pretty constantly, like, steadily getting better, you know what I mean? Like, right yeah. before we start, right before the record came out, we kind of got, like, our first big support tour offers. And, you know, we've just kind of, like, been doing it non-stop since the record came out and mm. definitely been seeing the success of that you know what I mean? sure. seeing more people at the shows better reactions and it's been it's been all positive it's been awesome better than we could have asked for yeah yeah it's crazy with all even all the international <clears throat> shows we've been playing like it's definitely surprising how many people are into into the record as much as they are found it really popular over in like the UK sure yeah yeah that's awesome. Coming over there in January was really, that was really fun. Oh, cool. Was that as a headliner or who were you guys with on that tour? It was a headliner. So oh, sick. It really felt like all the people were there for us, kind of, you know. Yeah, it was awesome. Beautiful. Okay, so who's the elder out of the two? <laughs> you are. Okay. Uh, just for chronological purposes. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I start these usually by talking about uh, the uh, initial interest in music and how that transitioned from being something... <laughs> that you were merely kind of observing and, you know, like, paying attention to, to being something that you actually, like, wanted to do. Like, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing, how music kind of factored into that. Um, well, we grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana. Oh, and, sure. You know, I've always, like, liked music like anyone. Yeah. Um, I think the first, like, really distinct memory I have of, like, being like, oh, this is sick, and, like, not just a song, is I was on my way to, like, first grade with my mom when... I was, you know, five or six, and I heard yeah. all the small things on the radio. Oh, of course. And it was, like, the first time of having that feeling of, like, loving a song. And so I've, like, really enjoyed music since then, but in New Orleans, there's really not a, a scene in the way that you 
think you can start a local band and like that's mm. not a, that's not a thing that I thought yeah. was even possible. It's a lot more blues uh, influence, what yeah, yeah, it's just a very different culture. Being in the South for one thing, and then just being in a city like that, it's not. It's just you know some places aren't conducive to having scenes. Sure. So I remember I got my first electric guitar when I was I think in eighth grade just to kind of like mess around with and then when Hurricane Katrina hit we moved to Virginia and that's when you know kind of the world got to be a little bit of a bigger place you Mm. know obviously also part of that is just getting older but you know finding other people that played instruments etc etc and that's when I started playing in bands in high school and stuff you know like that and uh, since then it's always just kind of been like oh this is what I want to do right yeah what about you um really he, I mean, I've always been into music, you know, enjoying it thoroughly, but <clears throat> once he got started playing in, with, with bands, he was actually in a band before Turnover, and then they stopped being together, and then he, I remember he kind of started, Turnover kind of started as a few members and friends of that old band, and then right. I was just kind of asked to play drums. I, I had, I got a drum set when I was like 13, but didn't really play it until... Turnover started oh, right. writing music, and then I started really learning how to play and stuff. Yeah, right, right, right. It's kind of been yeah. turnover for me the whole time. Really? Yeah. So you, you didn't play in bands or anything before that? No, I actually haven't. Wow, this is pretty good first band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're doing all right, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the band before that he was in, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, I this guess, is definitely my first like only first band that's ever done anything really serious for sure it was a real band I mean I feel like we played shows but never out of the blue area or anything yeah you know, right, right high school band it definitely helped, definitely gave way to turnover right sure sure so what was the what was the environment in which you played live for the first time was that during high school yeah I mean the first time I ever played I think was just a local show in Virginia Beach at a bar but it was like some benefit show with some hardcore bands and some other local punk bands yeah, that was the first time I ever played, and then you know oh, we were just stepping out. I remember yeah, that. it was. It was called stepping out. Oh, which later changed into a place. was it was it stepping with the G replaced at the end yeah. with an apostrophe? Yeah, it yeah. was. Nice, really crucial, really primo. I remember I went to that show, the first show. So yeah, so that's how that. And then we just played at like record stores and you know like local shows. We I mean shows would come through, etc. Yeah. But nothing ever. Yeah, nothing ever over you know like a hundred kids maximum or something. Right, yeah. Turnover's yeah, yeah. first show was in 2010, wasn't it? Yeah, February 2010. Do you remember anything about that show? Yeah, I do. Wow, One a... of my best friends got beat up. Oh, Christ! Yeah, it, was at, it was at a local indoor skate park, like five minutes from our house. It was really cool. Like all my friends would go there and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Had a bunch of like random skateboarder friends there. Didn't even care about the show, but they were just there anyway. Yeah, it, was it was a cool. It was a cool place. Yeah. But his it friend was... did get beat up. That was also like in the time when. Like MySpace music was a thing. Sure, and yeah. I remember we recorded the demo in like late 2009, and we already had we just put it up before we'd ever played a show until right, we kind of yeah, had yeah. like a little bit of like people that liked it. So it was like a cool first show, and kids that really liked it. It's been cool. Like we've had we've had a history with being from Virginia Beach. There's been times when you know like turnover has been really like quote unquote cool to like locally and the times right. we've gotten a lot of hate so it's, that's been interesting also to kind of feel you know acceptance and then like rejection from your hometown that's been an interesting thing but it's all overall been you know very good 
uh, for for someone who's like never really been a part of that scene, and I like uh, someone who doesn't really know anything about it. What can you tell us about the the scene in Virginia, like musically, like what kind of like uh, venues and stuff like that? Was there much of a music community in the area when you guys were starting out? I would say so. Yeah, I would say Virginia has a pretty strong music community. Yeah, Virginia is a whole state. Yeah, Virgi- Virginia Beach is kind of I feel like gone through some rough patches with venues and stuff recently. I still remember first starting out there was more venues. Yeah, it was then, pretty strong. And then I think like the hardcore scene kind of like took over and then some venues got shut down and stuff. But I mean it's definitely... Is that from hardcore there. kids acting up? Because we've definitely had that in Australia as well. Yeah, like yeah, like fights starting at shows and shit. People, people know Virginia Beach to be violent for some reason. Yeah, yeah. shit. Yeah. So I guess the hardcore kids they were a little... Yeah. When we first started coming up, there was like that skate park venue we played. There was a lot of venues that were really good, and that was just had a a good time. And there were a lot of like local bands starting, a lot of touring bands coming through the area. It was cool. It was definitely one of the reasons that I think we were able to kind of get the our feet off the ground. But and then it it has since kind of died died down a little bit in Virginia Beach. I will Mm. say I, I don't think it's super strong right now, but. Richmond is yeah, has always and probably always will have a pretty good scene just because of its history and where's that in proximity to you guys? It's a little bit northwest. It's not a, we're on the beach, obviously Virginia Beach, but Richmond is yeah. a little bit inland on the James River. And it's a college town, so there's always people of about that age, like around to play bands that don't like leave to go to college, you know. And there's a, a lot of venues. It's just a good spot. So yeah, Richmond's awesome. Town, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. It really changes the environment. Yeah. Um, so talk us through kind of uh, the stuff you were doing in the lead up to Turnover. Like, uh, musically, like, uh, were you, like, singing in bands, playing guitar in bands? What kind of stuff were you doing? Yeah, I mean, um, all the other bands I've ever played in, I've played guitar in. So yeah, know, right. It's always kind of been whatever, I think, yeah. What kind of, uh, was, uh, what was your inspiration back in the day? Like, uh, were, were there any, like, local bands or anything like that that kind of inspired you to kind of get out there and do that sort of stuff? Or was it more like, uh, I guess when you're younger, you kind of look up to the bigger bands yeah. in, the, in, the, in the scene and stuff like that? That's kind of how it was for me, for sure. I remember when we really started playing, like, DIY shows and stuff. Yeah, this yeah. local punk band, Averman. I, I, I at least looked up to them. Yeah. I remember hearing they went on, like, a, like a tour and being like, yeah. oh, that's you can really do that. Yeah. They were, they were definitely kind of the band from our area that was like also kind of like a, a you know, like a pop punk band at mm. that time, and they were definitely our elders by a good amount of years, and had gone to the same high schools and stuff as us, and then, right, yeah, like yeah, you yeah. said, had gone on tours and stuff, so. Yeah. They were cool, and they were like pretty pretty good, you know, pretty cool guys, and like would talk to you about it, and we, I st- they still come out to turnover shows and stuff, they're all really cool guys. It also just kind of... I don't know, it just, it never really seemed out of reach for us, you know, I don't really know why that is, but I just kind of, I think we all pretty much always kind of like knew that we would like go on a tour, because being from the East Coast, it's not that hard, you know, Baltimore's four hours away, and then Philly's another two, New York's another two, so it's it's really like, if you can just put five heads together and come up with a grand to buy a van, you can pretty much do it, so we just did it. Yeah, right. So, like, uh, tell us about that first tour then. The first time you guys kind of got out there and did a run of shows, what was that like? It was fun. Yeah? It was definitely, at the time, it's crazy to think, like, after all the touring that we've done, like, 
how so, insignificant it seems, but it has this crazy yeah. like place in my head because it was the first time we'd ever experienced anything like that. Yeah, I still know? remember it. It was just like a little east coast, northeast thing, but it yeah. was in the summer of 2011. It was awesome for sure. Definitely a crazy experience and definitely good. I think that if that tour wouldn't have gone well, it would have kind of given us a different taste for things. But it went well. And we all like couldn't wait <coughs> to do it again, you know. So. Yeah, nice. Obviously, yeah, like uh, the turnover that was then is significantly different to the the turnover of now. Like not just lineup wise, but genre and stylistically as well. Like, uh, have you sensed that uh, there's kind of been a shift in in your audience as as the band has kind of progressed over the years? For sure. Yeah, I would say so. Definitely. I think that's uh, partly like people growing with the band, and also as the band grows, just people who exist outside of that little world. Being like, oh, this band's cool, so. Yeah, I do see a very large amount of people shifting with us, though. Yeah, yeah. From liking our old music to still liking the new music. Yeah. A lot of people. I Which is cool. I think a lot of people were like our age because we're young. And then as we grew up, they probably just went through similar changes, too. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, what about the first time you guys uh, toured internationally? Um, where, when was that? Like, uh, Did that come a bit later on? or? Uh, well, we went to Canada, but yeah. I, I don't know if you really count that. <laughs> um, it technically counts. We went to Canada in 2012, right after our first full U.S. tour in the summer. Or yeah. In the summer was the full U.S. tour, and then we went to Canada in the fall. It was cool. We were there for like three days. But then, um, first time we went to England and Europe was in... 2014, I think. Like, spring 2014. Like, May, actually. What was it like over there? It was, it was great. We, like, went supporting this band High in the Avalanche. Oh, sure, yeah, I know this guys. We had just done a full U.S. tour with them, so we were, like, good friends with them. You know, we felt, we felt very, like, very comfortable going on tour with them and stoked to go overseas. And we were with this other band, Major League, that we had also oh, yeah. done a tour with. So it was really fun, just like surrounded by friends, and the shows were bigger than we were used to because of I and the Avalanche. Yeah. So it was just really fun. We did the UK with them in this band, Moose Blood, who is huge now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really fun tour. Just met a bunch of friends, honestly, and then um, and then we went on to do Europe with Night Harvest, and there they became some of our best friends too. So oh wow, it fantastic! Was just a, the first time overseas over there was amazing. Yeah. Has that been important to you, kind of, to strike up that camaraderie with bands from all different walks and all different, like, genres and, and different countries and nationalities and stuff like that? Yeah, I like to think that Turner is a band that can pretty much become friends with whoever we're with. It seems that way. We've so. basically always done that. I don't think there's ever been a band that we, like, haven't gotten along. No scene beef? We've toured with a lot of bands, too. Yeah, so. you know, we... It's, you know, it's way more fun if you're just friends, you know, so... Might as well just make it make it that way. You know? Yeah, of course, of course. Is is that something that uh, you think is going to be in, uh, like central to the band from here on out? Kind of getting out to as many places as you can and places that you've never played before, etc. Uh, I mean, I definitely like traveling. I like seeing new places for sure. Being here in Australia for the first time is amazing. Yeah, I think that it's kind of a thing where, for me, it's like I don't want to say that I'm like jaded to touring or anything I still you know every tour we go on still has new experiences that you find and that are that you know then that's part of that's part of it also it's just I think that's one of the also the lessons is you know it definitely is a routine so it's easy to just be like okay another show etc etc but um it is cool to like find things to enjoy still uh, every day that you're doing it but 
that being said, it, that is easier to do internationally. Like, it's so much new stuff, whether, like, we're just in Japan and the culture shock's crazy, mm, or mm, you're mm. in Australia, and maybe the culture shock's not as, as intense, but it's just such a new place. It's so beautiful, so... Touring internationally is definitely just like a whole new adventure, you know. It's yeah, hard, yeah. It's, hard to, it's hard to feel jaded when you're like in a new country. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, uh, what's your relationship with touring back at home now? Like, uh, do you feel like you're kind of confident, like that you have like set places that you know will have a good audience and will bring like people that take your stuff now like are you kind of confident when you book those tours now I think since the first full US tour it's noticeable and just like this, like big cities usually do well right yeah which makes sense but you know there are like hidden markets that we have realized that picked up on that we have a more devoted fan base than others but there's always surprises you know like I remember we a couple tours ago we played in a, a random state somewhere in a, the midwest of the country and it was randomly really good so that also kind of came with the shift in sound and the new album and stuff. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say we've definitely grown to be like fair. Like it, we did a lot of tours. I mean, we've been touring since 2011 to 2016. I think we've done like eight full US tours. Yeah, wow. And I mean, most of them have been headliners. You know, like most of them have been well, not most of them, not anymore. But like we've done like a lot of just headlining or co-headlining tours by ourselves, where we're playing to like. 30 to 100 kids a night for like years so I kind of feel like we like paid our dues and like accepted the fact that like we like touring even like that you know like we still did it so now it's like we've seen some success with peripheral vision which has been awesome and I think that that definitely has we're to the point now we're like okay yeah the shows are going to be pretty good and I think also our idea of good is not like I think our idea of good is pretty humble because of that you know yeah it's it's wonderful to see, you know. Like I think, like I've I've said it to pretty much anyone that will listen. Like I've been talking about this record a lot, you know. Like ever since it came out, you know. Like uh, no, you're welcome. Like uh, uh, it's a it's a really really interesting record. Like uh, how have you found how it translates live? Like oh, a lot of it deals with a very specific sonic aesthetic, you know, like having that kind of, like, the ambience going through each track, and, like, uh, like, it's it's definitely quite different to, you know, the stuff that you guys were doing when you were starting out. Is it weird to kind of have that blend in your music of where, basically, no release has been the, uh, the same as the last one? I think it's cool. I take yeah. pride in it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think we, we do it... I, th- I think we do it fairly well. Like, it definitely doesn't sound like exactly how it is on the record but there's definitely some ambience captured through different guitar pedals and stuff yeah you know I think some of the styles of playing you know like obviously the, the drums are going to be more loud and impacting mm. you know, at a show but you know it was definitely interesting like playing these playing the show with these songs for the first time after years of playing punk songs yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was actually, I think, the the, uh, the full US tour we did with Newfound Glory. Oh wow! Which was yeah. probably the most funny tour to <laughs> yeah. to premiere these songs on because yeah, it's really. the biggest pop punk tour. Oh but, totally, yeah. But it, I remember that being really like fun. it was almost just like exciting to like to like see what would happen, you know? Yeah, of course. And people liked it, so it yeah. Peripheral Vision really is like an era of turnover that we I think all of us kind of feel is like almost like a new band mm. just because it is the first full length that Eric has been on right yeah and um, I mean given we only had one full length without him but um, 
you know, it's just very, very much different. And I feel like it's the first record we've all made as like conscious, like adults that want to write a record together. And it's not like yeah. me bringing songs or like one other person bringing songs. Like we sat down and made these songs together. Yeah. And I think we're all just way more happy with it. Sure. Playing live too. You know, we're more comfortable doing that. Yeah. Than playing yeah. songs that we feel like we've outgrown. So. Yeah. Totally. It's good. Man. Yeah. Yeah. We pretty much play only new songs. You know. That oh really? Of, that kind of explains why. You know? Yeah. 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 We just take a lot more pride in the new, the new music. Yeah. <laughs> Do you still have like like old school fans like harassing you for old shit? For sure. <laughs> I don't want to make anyone jealous, but we actually played some old songs in Japan for the first time in like two oh, or three really? years. Was that just because, like, you'd never played that before and you figured, like, might as well? Yeah, we had a few people important to us who really, 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 really wanted to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, like, we, it was, yeah, it was the last day of tour. And we just yeah. yeah. It was sweet. It was fun. Yeah. It, was, it was funny. Yeah. But also the, the, you know, Japanese shows are a little different than anywhere else. They kind of just, like, sit there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, there's three seconds of applause and then... Okay. Yeah. 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 So if there's it? any applause, they only give it to you if you ask for it. <laughs> yeah. So when you play something like that, it's funny to see them all actually like they were like <coughs> stage diving. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was thinking about it because um, about this time last year at this very venue, actually, um, Title Flight came through on a, on a national tour, and they had a you know a similar kind of change on their last record, where you know like uh, yeah. you know more like shoegazy sort of stuff as well, and like to see them you know open with this really slow really like gentle sort of song and then like the second that song finishes like rip into like one of their old songs and have everyone like fucking losing it like just the disparity between just still and watching still and watching and then people just climbing uh, on each other and shit you yeah. know like I, I just find that fascinating that you know it, and it all comes under the one banner you know like yeah. uh, like cool if you can pull it off I think it takes a special band I think that I think that title fight's a little bit of a different situation than Turnover is, mm. and that's probably why they still incorporate so much of their old songs. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But you, you think you've you've found the the Turnover sound now? Do you think that's that's where you're gonna kind of stick we, with from now on? I think we found a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. I don't think we'll ever say we'll stick with anything. I mean, mm. I can say for sure the shit we've been or stuff. Sorry, we've been writing has. Uh, I don't know if that's. Oh, you can throw uh, what you fucking uh, want on this. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, the stuff we've been writing is definitely already different, you know, and I think yeah. that that's kind of, like, I think that's, you know, I mean, there's some bands that are maybe, like, a little bit gimmicky, and that's their thing, so they write the same record over and over again. Sure, but totally. I think that if you, you know, look back through history, like, every great band doesn't write the same record, you know, mm. it's like, no painter paints the same piece, you know, like, sure. you, you're always changing based on the influences you see as you grow as a person. Yeah, yeah. We're no different, so. Yeah. Always changing, always evolving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the new record uh, kind of, where is that at? Is it just the beginning stages of the moment? Are you recording? Or where are you guys at with new material? We're, we're writing right now. Yeah? We just put out the 7-inch not too long ago, so yeah, we had yeah. those two songs. And those two songs were like kind of in with batch of songs that we had been writing we were just like alright we gotta pick two so we focused on those and since then we've pretty much been touring non-stop you know like we did a, almost two month tour with Citizen and then before yeah. that we were in Europe and then we came here and then we get home you know we have two weeks and then we're gone again for two weeks so we're writing slowly and we have some time at the end of the summer that we're gonna try to do it and then 
got our quarter for the end of the year. Fantastic. All right. All right. Well, uh, we'll wrap it up here. But before we do that, I ask this of all of my guests. And now, gentlemen, it is your turn. I want to know about the best and worst shows that you have ever played. Uh, that's uh, hard. Best is so, like, relative, you know? Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm honestly, I instantly just start thinking of the worst shows. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking of, like, you know, I can't really remember as far back as to when it was norm- really, like, expected for us to play, like, 20 kids, but, like... Mm. like I can we, think we of just the worst played, show for me, we, for sure. When we just played in Paris... That was crazy. It wasn't a lot of... I mean, there were... That was definitely nowhere near It was, it was a cool show, but, like, yeah. the numbers were small. Right, yeah. Like, I can tell you worst show for me by far is I think on our first tour or our second tour uh-huh. uh, we were playing at a place called the Pine Box in Texas right and I lost my voice so the really like during the set or like no like I was just sick I was like really oh. sick so I already felt terrible and then had to play this set and didn't have a voice so I played rhythm guitar and the guitar player sang and it was just so <laughs> awkward and there was probably like 10 people in the room and it was so that's probably like the quote unquote worst but even yeah. that was still fun you know yeah. like, no remember, bad shows I remember that being fun yeah. yeah I can't really remember I've never like really really not enjoyed a set you know I mean uh, there's been times you guys are pretty lucky man yeah, I mean, so that was your first band never played a bad show you're loving it we I mean, played, played a show at South by this year that we were pretty bummed on to be honest oh yeah like what yeah. happened at South by like it was okay the sound was just weird it was one of those days where we played a show at like three PM and then again at midnight. Oh, one of those. And yeah, I was honestly had a few had a few tins in me. Yeah, uh. <laughs> it, it was just late at night, you know. Yeah, so I was yeah. really tired. And yeah, sure. Sound yeah. was strange, and it was just like festival sound, so we didn't get a proper check. Sure, yeah. We were using gear that wasn't ours, so yes. it was just you know. We kind of felt all like, uh, but I mean, like I said, you know, you just take it and you move on. South by's weird like that, you know, it's like, there's literally a band on every corner and they yeah. just got to makeshift everything. It's just like, okay, we got two microphones, the rest is up to you. It's just yeah. like, okay, thanks. The album is Peripheral Vision. Uh, guys, I really fucking love this record and I'm, it was absolutely one of my favorite records of last year and uh, I'm really excited to be seeing you guys for the first time tonight. Thank you, my friend. You're so, so yeah. welcome. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug before we get out of here? I think that's all we got, man. Fantastic. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. I'm David James Young and all my friends are fun. This has been a David James Young Writes production. For more information, visit davidjamesyoung.com.